In today's episode, Michael Power and I talk about the three types of fear and why understanding them is the key to survival in a brutally competitive world. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Fear is like a drug. The more you allow in your system, the more your body craves the comfort of it. Drewby Wilson. Hey, I really appreciate you guys being here. DZ Tribe, this is Josh Thomas. If you haven't already, check out thedozone.com for productivity tips, accountability, and just a bunch of really crazy, cool people looking to get more stuff done. Once again, that's the do zone. Dot com. And today's guest is Michael Power. And Michael is an entrepreneur. He's a speaker and he's a host of the Crushing the, Your Fear podcast. And he's also the author of a new book coming out by the same name, Crushing Your Fear. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on today. And I'm so excited to have you. Michael Power, you've got so much power, dude. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, you need some power these days, you know. A lot of, lot of, lot of fear going on. You know, you got to right. rise above it. Sometimes, sometimes you got to plug in. So, tell me something, Michael, that you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Key to getting stuff done is you know set a goal and then have some consistency towards that goal. You know, and, and schedule your time, prioritize. Um, you know, our day can fly away from us if we, you know, stare at our phones, get lost in social media. What, you know, I tell my kids watch cat videos, right? They say, dad, I don't watch cat videos. I'm like, yes, you do. You watch, you watch cat videos. So uh, just being preoccupied with that stuff and just losing track of what you need to get done, just prioritize, block it out during the day. Say, hey, from, you know, eight to 10 in the morning, I'm going to get this done. You know, from 10 to 12, I'm going to get this done. And just, you know, non-negotiable, just get it done. God forbid there's an emergency, of course, but otherwise, focus, lock in, get it done. Appreciate that. And and so, how does a former accountant start talking about fear and overcoming fear? Tell me a little bit about the uh, kind of inception story of that. Yeah, I mean, I've experienced fear throughout my life, you know, and, and um, you know, current times there is rampant fear um, all around. Um, just everybody's trying to manipulate, you know, society and um, don't want to get too, too far into that. But, you know, it, it does exist. Absolutely. And, you know, as a child, I experienced a lot of fear from others and, you know, uncertainty. Uh got married uh, and divorced twice. Second one, um, had a business, got the business up and running. was doing great in the beginning. And then competition kind of quintupled and kind of threw a wrench into everything. Um, didn't go too well. And uh, the ex-wife took the kids and uh, left. What, what, what competition, sorry? Uh, competition, I had a brewery actually. 
in uh, New Hampshire. And, you know, I remember we were sitting around a table. We had like 20 breweries in the state. Um, and we could see everybody there uh, that existed in the industry at that time in New Hampshire. And then, um, you know, it just eventually over a, a period of one or two years, it quintupled. So that ended up being a hundred breweries in the state. And that put a big dent in everybody's, um, you know, distribution and uh, individuals coming in. Um, kind of financial situation eroded quickly. Um, it was just a huge financial situation that happened uh, to me. Uh, couldn't keep up with it. Um, ex-wife got fed up with it and left, took the kids and left. And I lost the house, lost the family, lost the kids and um, was driven to uh, an air mattress inside of my office in a strip mall. And that's kind of where I lived for about a year and a half, trying to just see what the hell happened. And a lot of fear came upon me because a lot of people were coming after me for money. They had landlords, banks, you know, we had child support and uh, tremendous fear instilled on me so much so that I started developing this eczema, like stress-induced eczema. I don't know what the hell it was. Like mm. I had eczema and I went to the dermatologist like three times and she took a biopsy. She's like, yeah, it's stress-induced eczema. I'm like, this is crazy. Like I had so much fear in me that it, it came was, out physically. It was manifesting itself physically on your skin. Seriously. And, and, and I talked to people about it. They, oh yeah, that's normal. I'm like, no, that's not normal. It's sick. That's crazy. How can you have so much fear in you that, that, that happens? And, and this is what happens to people internally. You know, they, they, they have so much stress and they have constant fear it causes these evil chemicals to kind of erode their bodies. And, you know, I had a choice. I had, you know, there's two ways I could go. Either I can crawl up in a ball and go in a corner and say my life is over, or I could stand up and assess what happened, what did I do, and fix it, and and that's what I chose to do. And and during that journey, I'm like, you know what? Nobody's really talking about fear, and it's very pervasive in our society. And this this started before the whole pandemic thing. Um, so I started the podcast about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, and. Um, you know, we, we've, we've progressed along and, and, you know, I started writing a book actually during the whole uh, pandemic when it came out and addressing different areas of society because I saw this going on even before it happened and the pandemic kind of confirmed a lot of stuff that I was thinking and seeing and now we're ready to, to publish the book mid-year this year. So, you know, you know, what's interesting about that is you, you were facing overwhelming fear and it was manifesting your, itself in in your body physically mm -hmm. and you you mentioned something earlier that i think was really important you said well i had two choices i could just crawl up into a corner and let it consume me or i could assess the situation and get to work right and to a certain extent uh this is my second podcast i um i had another one uh, for a long time called how to lose money and uh, it was about investors and entrepreneurs and failure stories that they experienced and lessons that they learned. And one of the things I learned about podcasts, I, th I thought it was so great when you said, well, I started a podcast and your podcast is called Crushing Your Fear, is sometimes we don't necessarily start talking about things because we're experts. We start talking about things because we are projecting where we want to be. And... Right we're putting people into our life that want to talk about these things so that we can improve and people can come with us on this journey. 
Absolutely. You know, and that actually, this is my second podcast as well. I had the brewery and, and there were like beer podcasts out there, which I wasn't really impressed with. They were talking about their dogs and what they did last weekend. I'm like, why do, what is that important? Or how does that relate to beer? So I did my own and actually well, they were still drinking being... beer last weekend. <laughs> they're still downloading episodes of that. It's called craft beer storm and, and we're still getting uh, downloads. I haven't done anything for about a year and a half. Um, I kind of stopped that and started the fear podcast, but um, but right. And you know what? It, it, it's kind of, I could say it's like selfish as well, because I wanted to get people on and discuss what fears they had and how they've overcome them. And that helped me tremendously. And then while, and like you said, while I'm getting the knowledge, I'm bringing people along for the ride, you know, put these podcasts out there about my conversations with people, really great people who have gone through a lot of stuff and um, they've overcome it they're, and now they're thriving. So if I can help one person and I keep saying this, if I can help one person with my podcast or I have my new book coming out, or if I can do some speaking in front of individuals and help one person, I mean, it's all, it's all worth it for me. Yeah, that's the 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 great the great part about this is uh, we're all on a journey. Uh, I started a podcast called The Do Zone, and it's about productivity for entrepreneurs. It's about getting more things done. Does that mean that I am got it all figured out and I know how to get things done? Hell no. Uh, in fact, it's because I want to be better at that that I start this podcast because it holds me accountable for doing the work and reaching out and asking the tough questions. And, and really learning along the way. And it sounds like that's a little bit about what you've done with your podcast. And, and I'm curious, in the 100 episodes that you've completed, what are some of the big takeaways that you personally have learned about crushing fear? Uh, well, you know, it depends on the guest and, and, and their journeys. Um, you know, it, it just, it kind of solidifies a lot of things that I've been thinking about and, and a lot of areas where people are getting impacted in, um, you know, fear is pervasive in society and it just keep, you know, based on what I've learned from throughout the, uh, the podcast that I put out there, uh, both self-reflection and then also, you know, things that have happened to me and then I'm just talking about them and talking through them. And then also individuals that have come on, you know, I've had extreme skiers on who like they go off a cliff and it's like a no fall zone. Like you can't fall or you're done. Right. Extreme. I mean, what kind of fear, but that hang on, hang on. Uh, Yeah. Explain that. Extreme skiers, you know, those ski movies where you see people jumping off of cliffs and then they ski down the whole, you know, crevasse to the bottom. Okay. Uh, That is, uh, you know, to the normal person, not that they're abnormal, but to their in, uh, average individual, that'd be like, you know, suicide, but they, that, that fear gives them an adrenaline rush, you know, and then they become a junkie, you know, a, a self-proclaimed junkie, not on, on drugs, but on the fear, right? And just moving forward and, and embracing it. And, and a lot of people, um, a common theme is like, don't run away from the fear, embrace the fear, right? Move towards it and move through it and learn from it, right? You say about the businesses that crash and burn, you learn from it. And also, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a formal education in fear, but I did experience a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And if you, and as, as I think about it, and as I think about different episodes in my life, I'm like, hell yeah, I've been through a lot of fear. And I'm sure a lot of people have been through a lot of fear, but they're not, they're not looking at it and they're not 
you know, reacting to it accordingly. They, they kind of run the other way when they should run towards it and just take a, a lesson from it and become a better person. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about extreme skiers and movies, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but I bet if you recognize this movie, I'll be impressed. There was a, a really, really campy comedy with John Cusack in the eighties called better off dead. You seen it? Better off. I know John Cusack. I don't know the movie. Yeah. No. Okay. It was like <laughs> the worst movie ever, but I loved it. And it was, uh, and he was like this elite skier and there was a, uh, there was some kid that was chasing him down on his bike for for the newspaper subscription for like two dollars and that was like the running gag anyway it, so guys here's an assignment here's a do zone assignment uh go watch better off dead with john cusack from the 80s you're welcome don't throw bananas at me later but yeah that that's you'll be thinking about mr michael power and his extreme skiers the entire time <laughs> and then Absolutely. you'll probably write me hate mail <laughs> I mean, the, you know, the, we have people on there. We have uh, police officers who, um, you know, have a great man. Um, he's in Apex as well, actually. And, and we had him on the podcast. He's a police officer. And, you know, he, he came on and, and he just kind of went through the emotional journey that he had a gun. And he, he, was, he, he, went, he, he was just so depressed because he got hurt on the job. And he, he went into the bedroom and he was going to finish it off. And um, all of a sudden he, he, he heard the voice, you know, daddy, uh, can you come play with me? Right. And mm -hmm. that stopped him. But how, how powerful is that? Right. And that kind of snaps you into it and say, whoa, you know, like, is there anything that's so difficult or so, so tragic than uh, that you have to take your own life? I mean, it's horrible yeah i mean that's that's kind of the worst fear there's there are a lot of them out there you know there's fear of loss you know fear of embarrassment uh but the the fear of being worthless the fear mm. of not being good enough the fear yeah. of thinking you really are better off dead and when we when we really dive into that that's the ultimate fear. And it's not anything to do with you. Usually <laughs> when you're thinking of ending your own life, it's you want the pain to stop. You want to yeah. stop being a burden to somebody else and you just want the pain to stop. And that's one of the worst things. I don't know if you've ever been through it. You don't have to answer that question, but I know I have. <laughs> and, and I would imagine that, many uh listeners here in the dz tribe probably have as well in some form some shape or form me personally it has been so strong with me in the past that i just assumed everybody struggled with it but a lot of people that i talk to when i ask about it they're like no i would have never i would have never thought of taking my own life i talked to my mom about it one time and she's like i that thought has never ever ever crossed my mind and it scares me that it's ever crossed your mind, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I know you're not a therapist, you're not a doctor, but just kind of having gone through some of these difficult, challenging situations, what are really the best ways to grapple that fear? Aside from you need to assess it and figure out how to overcome it. But 
what, what are some tips and tricks and tools that, that you've kind of developed for yourself in this process? Well, the key to experiencing any type of fear and you're like kind of lost and you don't know where to turn, you got to talk to somebody, especially somebody that gets to the point of suicide, pick up the phone and talk to somebody, you know, because, uh, life is very precious, right? Uh, Gary Vee says, you know, we, we have a one in 400 trillion chance of being a human being, right? If you think about that. So your life is very precious and there's nothing that can happen to you that can diminish that um, to a point where you, where you don't need to live. I mean, there's always an answer for something and, and you have to remember that everything is temporary, right? Nothing is ever permanent. Everything is temporary. Whatever we go through in life, uh, people we meet, you look, hey, I've been married twice, right? I've been married and divorced twice. You think you married the, the person you're going to be for forever? I tried it again. I thought the same thing. No, right? I have three beautiful girls because of the second marriage, which is fantastic, and I love them. And But that's a great thing that came out of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and like I said, I'm not a doctor, but I think – we need to talk about fear more because it's very pervasive in our society, especially now. And and people are making decisions or not making decisions because of this, this, this emotion that arises. And if you, if you ask why it's like, you know, I I believe in the five whys, right. There was a Toyota who was a Japanese uh, business owner. He created Toyota. He came up with the five whys. You keep asking why till you get to the root cause, like why, right? Mm. I'm scared. Why? Because this happened in the past. Why? Because they didn't do something. Why? Uh, Because he didn't do something. Why? Because I'm scared of what other people think, right? I I would call that the, uh, the, the, the toddler logic approach. (laughs) 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 They're just going to keep asking why until, until you either give them an answer they like, or they give up. And think about it. I mean, you come out as a baby, you come out as a baby, you're wiggling around, you're happy, smiling, right? Everything's mm-hmm. great, you know? And then something happens, you start growing up, and then you have these outside forces kind of influencing you and telling you what to do. A lot of people have no business telling you what to do or, or just kind of imposing their values on you, telling you, you know, obviously your parents are trying to guide you in the right direction and, and you know, you should listen to them. But if you get to a certain age and, and you want to do something like start your own business and they're like, no, you know, you should really be a doctor like me, you know, go to medical school. Like, well, I don't know. And, that, and, that's and I address that in the book. And that's another form of fear. So what I'm hearing here are kind of three themes and, and I, uh, I haven't seen your draft or anything. So you, you tell me how close I am, but, but what I'm hearing from you are their fear is a drug fear is a tool yeah and fear is a weapon in yeah. a way and and we as human beings are using that fear sometimes in all three ways sometimes all at the same time and that that has is also being used against us all the time sometimes combined together fear is a tool fear is a drug fear is a weapon yeah have you kind of noticed that as well oh absolutely i noticed that you know before even this whole pandemic started and um this has just been a horrible thing that's just affected many lives um we 
you know, we're, we're slowly uncovering why this is happening. And I don't want to get too deep into it or be political or anything, but we have to address it and, and, and understand that it is happening. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that do not have logic. You know, they say things and I'm like, did you realize what you just said? You know, can you repeat that? Does that make yeah. sense? And you know, even that? my kids, like they're like, no dad, you're wrong. I'm like, why am I wrong? Well, because X, Y, Z. I'm like, do you realize what you just said? You said X, Y, Z. Do you, does that make sense? Really? Think about it. <laughs> yeah. So there's 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 subliminal programming. You know, a couple of people have talked about hypnosis, mass hypnosis that's happening. And they might say it's a conspiracy theory. I'm like, I don't know. I see this stuff going on and I, I'm just very troubled by it. So, hey, if someone's, you know, someone's got to really address this fear and what's happening uh, people need leadership. Okay. People need some guidance. They're lost. And this is why I'm coming out with my book. I'm, I'm really blasting out uh, with the, the podcast. And also I want to get on some stages and start speaking to people and help them any way I can. I think that's, we talked about the accountant thing. I mean, it's great to be an accountant. Uh, you know, you do a spreadsheet, you put it in a folder and maybe a couple of people are happy about that. But what have you done like for humanity? <laughs> what have you done for society, right? What do spreadsheets do for humanity? <laughs> what do spreadsheets do for humanity, right? I mean, you know, they they really, I mean, it's great living for me. And, um, you know, I've, I've been a, a solopreneur for a, a long time. Um, and, you know, I've done very well, uh, supported two families. And <laughs> now those families are gone, but uh, I still have my beautiful kids, which I, you know, I kind of, they're, they're kind of my why. And I keep going, but you know, what can I do before I leave this earth uh, to help a lot more people? You know, and, and I think this is the way for me. Well, so let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Uh, obviously there are a lot of steps that you need to take in order to transition into somebody who can make an impact on humanity. So mm -hmm. let's, let's crack open that, uh, nice shiny skull of yours and uh, get into the do zone diagnostic. What do you think? Sure. All right. Uh, so five quick questions here, just rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's one thing you do that helps keep you focused on your goals? Uh, look at my goals daily. Okay. Visioning. And how do you get back on track whenever you lose that focus? Stop and breathe. Take some deep breaths. Nice. And who is your support group, Michael? And how do they keep you accountable? My support group, I think, well, I mean, we met through Apex, um, which is a huge, uh, hugely fantastic, I mean, it's a fantastic organization with some solid people. I mean, everybody I meet in there is, is just great. And we also, we always support each other. I mean, I got people on my speed dial on my phone. I got texts and, you know, we always, um, you know, I'm, I'm involved in Apex Accelerator now, which is just a small group of people. Um, but we hold each other accountable to our goals. Cool. Keep each other on track. And, and how do you approach a difficult project that you're not really sure how to complete? It's a difficult pro project. You have to break it down into subcomponents, right? There's an African proverb, you know, the, the best way to eat, eat an elephant is to chop, chop them up into little pieces. 
And that's when you see a huge project ahead of you, like, how, okay, how do we start this? You know, what, what's the first step? Not, not just look at it and say, it's, it's just huge. I can't do that. I mean, people are launching rockets to freaking Mars. I mean, look what Elon Musk is doing. It's unbelievable. And now we want to, people, you could send probes to Mars and then get them back to Earth and then just look at the, the collection of samples. I mean, it's ridiculous what, what people are doing. So like, if, if you're like, yeah, well, I can't start that business. That's ridiculous. You know, get a plan together and, and do it. You know, get the mentorship you need from people that have gone through it before and, you know, go for it. If you have a passion for it, go do it. That's right. And what's the number one pro tip you would give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? More stuff done in less time. I would say you have to really turn up the focus and schedule out your day. You know, a lot of people have done a lot of things, schedule out their day to like, you know, sometimes the, the 15 minute period, right? So the more organized you can get and understand that you have a finite amount of time. You can't get time back and time is our most precious commodity. So wasting time scrolling through social media posts and, you know, things like that, unless that's part of your plan, like, you know, we have the dream 25 we talk about in uh, the accelerator and also apex. Uh, you have 25 people that you want to either do business with or connect with, you know, those are the people you want to post to and interact with and, and hopefully develop a relationship with those people. Got it. Thank you for that. And so, uh, I know you mentioned it before, but uh, tell me about this podcast or what are, what are a handful of uh, episodes that stand out to you and uh, what would you expect somebody who listens to get out of it? Crushing Your Fear podcast, um, you know, we started about a year and a half ago, almost two years, um, just addressing the fear that's happening in the world and having great people on who overcome their fears. Um, you know, we've had, um, yeah, we've had people like we have the extreme skier who just got to jumps off of cliffs and Kristen Almer, she's fantastic. And she's out there speaking, embracing her fear. Uh, we've had people, like I said, the police officer who's going to take his own life and he, uh, he overcame that. Um, had, um, you know, Jordan Harbinger, who's like the godfather, <laughs> came on the podcast and, nice. um, you know, explained his, uh, you know, uh, explained what he, how he's got started and what he's going through. Um, and just individuals that I meet, um, other people who have almost taken their life. Actually, one, one person that I um, interviewed, he had pills uh, that he was going to take and, you know, he had a a bottle of vodka and he was just gonna he's gonna end it you know so he took all the pills and he was gonna do the, the and then fear saved him he's like i was scared i didn't want to do it <laughs> right so you think about that and fear acted as something good that you know saved this man's life and now he's doing fantastic things he's speaking and he's doing, he's doing tremendous things or god forbid if he went through with that um you know i mean it would have been a wasted waste of life, you know, well, so you there's many up, people, everybody that comes on has their own story. You so bring up great. a really good point about fear. I mean, fear is not necessarily a bad thing. Fear exists for your protection. Your brain sends chemical signals to make you feel fear 
so that you will protect yourself. Uh, we're running around. I always talk about running around, getting eaten by a saber toothed tiger, you know, millions of years ago or however long it was. Yeah. That's the original fear. And our bodies were adapted to accommodate the, the threat. Fear mm -hmm. is a way of uh, alerting you of a potential threat. Yeah. Now, the problem is because our brains haven't gotten a, uh, a firmware upgrade in a couple of million years, uh, that threat level and that fear has kind of gone haywire and we're afraid of all kinds of stupid things that we shouldn't be afraid of or that we need to understand the fear differently because all our brain knows is that could probably kill me. I should avoid it. And, yeah. you know, as human beings, we realize that there are things that could hurt, could be uncomfortable, could be unpleasant, or, you know, could be just misunderstood, but probably not fatal. Uh, but our brains are still acting like it's a saber tooth tiger trying to maul us. And so it, it, in a way, I mean, fear, fear is always out to protect you. It's just that sometimes the opposite happens. Right. Well, most of the time, the opposite happens. I mean, they, they say over 90% of your thoughts uh, that, are, that are, arise from fear, and that fear is, is just thoughts. That's all that is. It's not really existing. And you're right. I mean, there's a, uh, there's a natural reaction within our bodies so that we don't get eaten by that saber-toothed tiger. I go into this in the book, you know, mm. where the brain, you know, certain parts of the brain cr uh, create chemicals uh, which, you know, causes that adrenaline to get you to run. <laughs> there's a, there's a saber tooth tiger. I'm running, you know, mm -hmm. there's a bus coming at me. I got to get out of the way. Right. Um, or I'm going to get hit by this bus and we don't want that to happen. Um, you know, but, but a constant, you know, it, the brain doesn't know, like if you're constantly worried, it's going to constantly create these chemicals which an overdose of these chemicals is going to erode your body. It starts eroding your, you know, your arteries and just causing a lot of problems within you um, that you normally would not have. So it's just anything in excess, but like life in excess, right? Like if you have anything in excess, you know, a piece of chocolate cake, all right, get away with it. If I start eating the whole cake, not a good thing, you know? Um, uh, same thing with drugs or alcohol or anything like that. I mean, um, you know, anything in excess is just not good. And that's what happens with, with, with stress too. It causes, you know, ang stress causes also anger, right? Fear comes out as this, the anger is just a form of fear, right? You don't want that to happen. So you get angry, you, you, but then that creates other, you know, chemicals as well. It hurts your heart, hurts all your arteries. You know, over time, it's just, it's going to deteriorate you as a person. Yeah. And, and I think what, what I'm hearing is we need to really identify what's the source of the fear. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, for the longest time, and this is my best example I can come up with. Uh, I, for the longest time have just been terrified of heights, you know, mm -hmm. not very good at it. Now I have, um, I have not done skydiving, uh, but I have, uh, done zip lining over the, uh, Costa Rican rainforest that was about, wow. 500 feet below. Uh, and I've done all kinds of, uh, I've been parasailing, um, with like, we ran off of a mountain and the air picked us up like two, 3000 feet in the air. 
Um, so I've done all kinds of things that involved heights and I've just been petrified the entire time. But you know what? I think I got it wrong because when you really think about it, I'm not afraid of heights. Heights are harmless. You know what I'm afraid of? Mm-hmm. The ground. <laughs> the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to attribute properly where the fear is coming from. I'm afraid of the ground, but I'm only afraid of the ground when I'm like super high up in the air. I'm not afraid of the ground when I'm on it because it's not used as a weapon to smash me. <laughs> so we have to yeah. we have to understand that it's like it's this moving target and sometimes where we attribute that fear is not actually uh the source of the fear it's just what we think it is but we got to dig past it. You know, are you really afraid of heights or actually are you actually afraid of the ground? You know, like let's get behind that and let's understand where is that coming from? And a lot of times it just takes sometimes it just takes like like your, your why example, it just takes two or three extra questions. And most of us just aren't willing to ask them. Yeah, absolutely. Keep asking yourself, why, why, why am I, why am I thinking this way? Why? And a lot of times is um, a big thing is what other people think, you know? And if you can get past that in terms of what other people think, I mean, who cares about what other people think? They don't care. Everybody people cares generally, about what other people think. Yeah, I know they do, but but people generally don't care. I mean, you know, like they're concerned about themselves. They don't care if you have a, you know, whatever, a, a uh, if you have a Honda Civic or you have a BMW, you could be flashy and, you know, you could get the BMW and you really can't afford it and then you cause pain within yourself. But if, I mean, if you have a Honda Civic, I mean, it's fine. It gets you to from point A to point B. I don't care. Yeah. You know, right. uh, um, uh, uh, you know, you just got to uh, ensure that you do what, what's best for yourself and not really care what other people think. I mean, of course, your, your immediate family, your kids and, you know, your partner, you have to take consideration of what they think, but like extended family or friends or other people who really like you have to think about five years ahead, right? Think about five years ahead. Will their opinion or will their view of me really matter five years in the future? Mm-hmm. you know and if the answer is no like i don't even know where i'm going to be five years in the future then just <laughs> i don't know if i'm going to make it that far man <laughs> right you never know you know what's going to happen but you just gotta you know uh, do what's best for you i mean if you want to open the business go you know go for it don't wait you know a lot of people wait they wait for the perfect time guess what the perfect time is never going to happen i started my podcast i didn't know what the hell i was doing I got some advice from people. What do I need? I got some equipment. Yep. Um, I got an account and I just started speaking. Right. Same that's thing right. about you fear. Just, you turn on the microphone and you start talking, you know, and, and that's what it comes down to. And that's a great example, by the way, Michael. Uh, you know, I started this one. Uh, my, my previous podcast was all interview based, like what we're doing now. And uh, I never really had to show up prepared for anything. I just had to follow this loose script outline that I had written and, and the guest would bring the content. And so this time around, uh, I'm releasing one interview and one solo. And I'm not really great thinking on my feet. Uh, and so if I'm reading a script, I'm awesome. But if it's just a prompt and I need to start talking, man, and I'm just talking into this microphone and there's nobody around, that's hard. And so uh, by the time this, this podcast comes out, uh, I will have done that over a dozen times. And looking back at the first six or seven or eight that I, that I have done, they weren't perfect. And I made some mistakes 
and it wasn't great. And I, and I get like, I got a little stressed out at the beginning, but then I realized, you know, it's never going to get any better until I just start doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to overcome this fear of, I don't know if I'm going to come up with the right thing to say. I don't know if I'm going to sound stupid. I'm not going to forget what I'm going to talk about until I just do it and do it and do it. And you know, when you go back and you listen to these prior episodes, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear like, you know, Josh is not knocking this out of the park. He's just being genuine and he's sharing and he's on this journey as you go, kind of taking it right back to the first topic that we brought up here. You started a podcast called crushing your fear because you wanted to crush your fear. Mm-hmm. I started a podcast called The Do Zone because I wanted to be more responsible and accountable for my own productivity. And so a lot of times that fear, all we really have to do is we have to get up and do something. We have to take some sort of action because action and progress and results, that's what's going to crush fear. Yeah, that's what they say. Like imperfect action is better than perfect inaction, right? That's exactly. You got to just do it. Just take one step. Every journey begins at one step. It's true. You know, um, you look at all the all the famous podcasters and people who've done these things. They look back and and the early episodes are like, oh my god. But if they didn't do that, they wouldn't be where they are right now. They just have to start and uh, just be genuine, like you said. You know, just tell. Tell everybody what's going on inside, you know, get that out and, and talk to people, you know, genuinely. And um, you just never know what's going to come out from people you interview or, or even yourself and, and things that, you know, I, I, I've kind of looked at other things in my life that have happened and I really haven't paid attention to them in the past. But now I'm like, wow, what that really happened. My gosh, let me see what happened there. And, and how can I learn from that? Where can people go to learn more about you, Michael? Um, well, I'm on Instagram. The real Michael power is my uh, handle on Instagram. You can also go on crushing your fear.com to uh, take a look at, you know, what I'm up to. It has all the podcasts on there. We have some YouTube videos. Uh, I have my book coming out this year, crushing your fear. Stay tuned for that. We'll get that information out, but you know, that's, you know, we're, we're building the brand, getting the message out, try to help as many people as we can. And if, if anybody's out there and they're looking for somebody to bring on to, to speak to their people about maybe some fear that they've experienced and try to guide them through that, I'd love to come, come by. If you want to have a conversation with me, uh, shoot me an email, michael at crushingyourfear.com. I'd love to talk to you. Great. Excellent. Well, really appreciate you coming on here and sharing a very important message. Uh, We're going to wrap from here. Uh, Michael Power has been our guest. Thanks again for joining us. You can connect with Michael by going to crushingyourfear.com and you can listen to the Crushing Your Fear podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you're a busy entrepreneur looking to get to the next level, head over to thedozone.com for more productivity tips, tools, and strategies. You can also join our Facebook group of the same name. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? 
Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go do something already. See you next time.